Welcome to Healer's Happy Hour. I'm your host, Anne. On the show, we discuss meaningful conversations with healers in various fields and modalities. In this podcast, you can expect to learn more on the connection of the mind, body, emotion, and spirit, as well as our purpose here today. So sit back, take a sip of your favorite drink, and enjoy today's topic. Cheers. And welcome to this week's episode of Healer's Happy Hour. I'm your host, Anne, and I'm really honored to have on the show today, Darks. She's a quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioner, which uses the tools that Dolores Cannon has created to bring about really, really um, potent and healing hypnosis techniques and meditative techniques to help bring people to alignment. So she specializes in intuitive healing, meditation classes, and writes poetry. So welcome, Darts. Thanks for coming on the show today. It's an honor to have you. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. Always, always an honor to have someone. Darts and I were in a class together a long time ago uh, from Michelle with Michelle from Divine's Purpose, her Lighthouse course, and just so great to come full circle and do this with you. Yeah, I'm so excited. And what are you drinking tonight since it's happy hour? <laughs> I am just drinking a strawberry sparkling water. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and I'm drinking, um, I'm here in Seattle and this is Rachel's ginger beer. It's a guava flavored. It's really yummy. So I'm drinking that. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's get into it, darts. What got you started on your healing journey, your spiritual journey? Um, so like, like the catalyst to my spiritual journey would have been back in 2017. I was living in Vancouver. Um, and if you don't know, if you're not from Canada, Vancouver is probably one of the most expensive cities to live in in Canada. Yeah. And it's also just, you know, it's one of the, I think it's the second biggest city here. And mm-hmm. it, you know, I was living there and just kind of just, I was surrounded by a lot of people that were very, very fake. And I found myself living a life that was not true to myself. So, you know, I was constantly drinking and partying with people and I was surrounded by all these people who really didn't, I felt like didn't really even care too much about me, but maybe just um, were around me because I, you know, I was the, you know, my name's, my real name's Darty and people call me Darty Party. So I was just the party and you just, you just come to my house and leave it a mess. And then that's about it. So, um, I just hit rock bottom and became very, very suicidal. And I tried to kill myself a couple of times. And then uh, I've never, ever, ever felt like that. And, and I, I realized very, very quickly, I should, I should get out of that city. And so then I just applied for some jobs uh, here back home in Edmonton and I got them right away, both of them. Uh, so, so then I had to then decide which one I wanted and I moved back to my hometown, which is Edmonton, Alberta. And then when I moved back, I don't think I necessarily 
knew I was about to start this big spiritual journey, but I was, and I then met like my twin flame and, and then it just kind of snowballed into, into a bunch of stuff that just woke me up to the fact that I've always, we're always on a spiritual journey. It just, something needs to knock you up and not, and make you realize that, oh my God, I've always been on this, this, this searching or seeking path because after you start waking up and you start like um, researching things, you real you might have realized that you were always, you know, very very interested in stuff like angels or oracle cards or crystals, and then you know, and then that's kind of what you know, got me to a point where I wanted to start helping people on their healing journey because it's once you hit rock bottom, there's only the only thing you can do is go up from there, right? Like. And, and then, you know, I went way, like, you know, I, you know, that's where I raised and I went into my whole ascension process and I woke up, right? And I think a lot of people are going through this with, with COVID and look at the world right now, right? Like, it's just, everything's just, we're living in a nightmare for some people, but for some people, it's also very, very amazing, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for just being vulnerable and sharing that because I feel a lot of people... Um, you know, I'll call out the spiritual community too. Don't talk about how dark it can actually be. Uh, I, I touch on it sometimes, but I thank you just for, for saying that because A, that's very brave of you to be vulnerable and share that with everyone. And B, by you sharing that you're helping a lot of people who maybe feel very isolated and being suicidal or very depressed uh, and and to be honest, those are very normal functions that happen when you're not living in fulfillment. So thank you, Darts, for sharing that. And 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 look at you now. It's just like it's just a testament to see how you've grown and how you you followed the path to what brought you more joy and more uh, alignment in your life. So that's really great to see. And I think too, also meaning to just mention like you know, drugs and alcohol, whatever it is, like, it's really meant to, like, really depress you, right, and alcohol is a very big part of every, you know, a lot of people's lives, Yeah. you know, and I've decided now to, if there, if I, if somebody invites me out somewhere where there's alcohol, I'm not going, just, just, just because it's, you know, I really don't want that, that energy in my life, so I've just, you know, and it takes, it takes a long, a lot to even just do that, because, Everyone's like, oh no, it's just one drink, you know, or it's just, you know, one day. I'm like, it's but but then that one day turns into like a week of like, yeah, your body is just hurting, right? And I think once you once you raise up, it's it takes your body out so much longer to recover. And you know, as you get older as well, like I usually feel like shit for like two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I I feel ya. Like I it. I'm too sensitive now and I just prefer like I like the taste of alcohol but I just prefer not to because it's like yeah. a vibration yeah. and it just yeah it just it's not fun for me anymore either yeah yeah the reason I have I call this healers happy hour because I want to just show people like we can still have these fun conversations but we don't have to be drinking because there's such a stigma around that too like I find people are like oh, I'm afraid to go to a bar and not drink, or I'm afraid to do this and not drink. And it's like, no, you can, you can not drink if you don't want to, there's no pressure. Or if you do want to, you know, no pressure. And I think too, also the people who do want to, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not a spiritual person or 
you know, it's just, you know, something that you choose to do, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Me personally, it's been making me do, I, I get what you're saying. It, yeah. it has been making me not feel great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I realize not everyone's like that and that's totally fine. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's get into it. Uh, so what is the quantum healing hypnosis technique? Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. So um, if you've never heard about it before, so it was developed by Dolores Cannon. And if you're on like TikTok or YouTube or anything, you'll see videos on Dolores Cannon. And there, especially now I see them all the time on TikTok. And she, she was a hypnotist um, and she developed this mes- method where uh, you could regress somebody to a past um, life in order to heal any sort of relationship issues, trauma, things in this life that they might need to resolve. Uh, the nice, the thing about this um, hypnosis is you regress to either a past, present, or future life. And then at the end of um, this, the session, or like whenever, like you go through one to three lives, um, then what we do is we call in the higher self or the subconscious. And that's where the power of this um, hypnosis is because usually a client will come in with a list of questions. And I always say, try to write is at least 10 questions because when this subconscious or higher power comes through, it will rattle off like the answers right away. So if you only put like two questions down, it'll literally just, you know, we need to utilize access to this higher power because it knows everything possible that ever has ever happened in any of your lives. So when you have these like past, present or future lives that we go into, it's all, it's also related to the questions that the person has wrote down. So they might have wrote down, oh, did I have um, a life with my mother? Or say they have a, um, a bad relationship with their mother. Maybe in the past life, the mother actually killed them or something like that. So in one of the regressions, it might come out that that's what's happened. And then it shows in this life, this is why you're you're having this bad relationship with your mother. Uh, Everybody that's very close to you, your brother, sister, close friends, and people in relationships, you've most likely had a past life. It's usually like 90% of the time you've had some sort of past life. And the reason why they're in the life, in your life now, it could be because you like to live lives with them or that you might need to actually resolve something in you know in that relationship situation with them so in like a very very small nutshell that's what the quantum healing hypnosis is it allows the person to heal whatever they need to heal and then he and then work on the relationships but the power is that subconscious that comes in and kind of just blasts off these these answers yeah, I, I think that's really profound work. And I think we focus a lot on the present day and present healing, but you really can't do, sometimes you can't fix the present unless you go back to the past. So I think it's really cool that you offer this type of healing. And I think it's so needed in the world today. And, and people, you know, have all these anxieties and things that are popping up and they're like, I don't know where this came from. Like I myself, have been dealing with major driving anxiety and I realized it was related to a past life. So, mm. so like these things like pop up in your life. And I, I think that 
what you're doing is really great and powerful work because it helps bring those to the surface so then they can be healed. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's true. It, like, I, we do body scans at the end to check the body to see if there's anything wrong with, with the body itself, but it is based on belief, right? So if you come into a session and you do not believe that this will heal, heal you, it may not heal you, right? Because the quantum field itself is something that you cannot see, right? So you're working in like mind, body, quantum physics, met, like the meditation side of the, the life, I guess, the world, the universe. So if you don't believe in the quantum field itself, then you might have issues in something like this, right? But anybody can... Um, heal or have questions answered in one of these sessions. The most common thing I hear is, oh, I won't be able to be hypnotized. So then right. I usually will ask somebody, do you have Instagram or TikTok? And they're like, yeah, I'm like the minute you open up that app, you're already hypnotized, right? right? So that's why they have the ads pop up. And that's why you're sitting there trying to buy us some sort of belt that you saw. Like, <laughs> you know, you're just like, why am I buying this? It's because you're already hypnotized, right? And they already know what you like, right? So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very interesting thing to be doing. And I, I totally love it because every yeah. session is completely different. Like I never have one that's exactly the same as the other. That's really cool. So it sounds like you get a lot out of the sessions that you're, that you're giving really. And, and you're learning with each one, it sounds like. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'm like a time traveler, right? Because really you are right like that and I've always wanted to like build a time machine I'm like look at this like I'm literally a time traveler yeah right? so and then the interesting thing is it's like you don't know what's going to come out of these sessions and I never do so usually like I kind of like and it's common to be nervous because you don't you really don't understand what's happening right so and it and it is you, like if I was to have a session with you, it is you talking. And so I'm voice recording the whole thing. Um, and sometimes people think that something else is going to start talking for them. Right. And that's not really the case. It's actually your own voice that's talking through it. There may be a change in a voice uh, a little bit while the recording is going on and when the higher self comes in, but it's literally you. It's just a higher version of you. It's not like something that's taking over. Right, right. Yeah, there is a lot of fear around that I've, I've found and I've heard of. And yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I'm really glad you prefaced that so that I think that really helps ease people's minds when they're going into like hypnosis of like, you're not getting possessed by anything. You you have control, really. Um, it's just you're, you're accessing like a different part of your mind that's not really utilized on a day-to-day -day basis. So yeah, and they say we're multidimensional, right? So being multidimensional is they're saying that we exist on all of these past, present, and future planes. Like there's different versions of us doing all these things. And we're just really picking that timeline and we're bringing it forward. Mm -hmm. And it, and I always say, it's not me picking it, right? It's, it's the higher self that's picking it because they know the answers to the questions of, that the person's asked. Yes. So I'm, I'm just a facilitator walking you through you know, an, an interesting adventure. It's all we're really doing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Time traveling. Like you said, it's really, yeah. I've actually last week, even like not even prepping for this interview, but I was like really called to watch a lot of Dolores Cannon videos on YouTube. 
And I just find her really fascinating. And she talked about how the subconscious, she's actually like, it's, it's not even like the technical uh, psychological subconscious she's talking to, or that you guys are talking to. It's like, it's like a deeper level of subconscious. Um, I, I know we didn't touch on this before the, the podcast, but or before this episode, but is there anything you could speak to of that, of how it's like, you're getting lulled into something deeper than maybe a yeah. session? Yeah. Yeah. And what I've noticed is I've done, I don't know, about like 70 sessions or 80 sessions now. Yeah. And um, it always feels like you're talking to the same person. Yeah. So this higher self feels like it's the same person thing like and I'm not gonna say thing but it's this this entity higher self whatever you want to call it whatever you think that would be it appears to be the same entity right and because when I now when I do my sessions it's funny because they actually have men I always say they because um I believe the higher self there's multiple higher selves right that, and that's why I'm referring to them as them as they. Um, uh, it appears to be that um, not not only they'll have messages for like the client, but they'll always have messages for me now, which is interesting. So, and then they're always thanking me. They're like, you know, because they it is the same group of beings or whatever. Right. And right. I think that's really really fascinating. And Doris Cannon mentioned that as well that as she did multiple sessions, it appeared to be the same kind of group of beings coming through, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and if you think about it, like there's a law of one, they say that we are all the same, right? So if we are all the same, really that's what it is. It's just this, Mm -hmm. I don't know, super being or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, and they talk about how the one has basically fractured itself into yeah. us and all of our energy. So that totally makes sense that it would like be one voice. It's still our higher self, but it's one voice that's coming through. Um, yeah, that's really fascinating. Wow. Um, yeah. Another question I have for you is uh, who can benefit from a quantum, quantum healing, excuse me, technique? I, I think anybody can. <laughs> um, I don't... Um, my dog is just running down the hallway. I don't do sessions for children. Like, so you'll have to be over 18 to do them um, or anybody that has, um, sorry, <laughs> mental health issues. Um, so those are the two groups I don't do them on, uh, but everybody else, um, everybody else would be fine. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And are there ever people coming to you? Like, do you see the same sort of pattern with, with your clients of like, people feeling like, oh, I, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. Is that sort of the theme you see amongst or, or does it vary person by person? Yeah, so how a session works is that if you come for a quantum healing session, it's not like an hour session. Like you'll once, like it could take six, about to six hours to do a session. So yeah. it's not like you come in, you do a quick hypnosis session and then you go off and you can go do whatever I always say that if you're going to do a quantum healing session you should not drink because it can affect your ability to go under hypnosis so um that's one thing I try to stipulate and if you have have drank I just like I usually will find out so at the beginning at the beginning of the session we usually just talk just like this and then after a while you know as people get comfortable um it's not that you, you can't drink. It does just affect people's ability to let 
the subconscious come forward, right? Because we're trying, your, your conscious mind is always going to be there because you have to respond to me. So the whole point of the hypnosis is we, we let the subconscious come forward and your conscious mind is kind of just in the backseat of the car kind of, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Uh, so it, it, what we do is we, that interview process is kind of where I go in and we just literally unpack your whole life. So it can take about two hours for thus that interview process. And then once, and the reason for that is, is you, you need to trust the, you know, the person who's going to put you under hypnosis, right? So yeah, and really anybody can kind of go through it. Um, I haven't had anybody that has had any like, you know, issues with it um, at all. So yeah, no, it, it is interesting. It is really, really interesting though. Yeah, that's really cool. It's, it's amazing. Like, how many people can benefit from it. It just, it just sounds like it's just a very universal healing modality, which is great and accessible to, to many people. So that's, that's really great to hear. Um, yeah. I would just say, just try to try to allot like the day for it because yes. you don't, it, 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 it's draining. Like it is draining, it, you know, even though you're, you're pretty much going to taking a nap for like an hour or two hours and uh, the whole hypnosis session usually just takes about one to two hours but you've already been in my place for four or five hours, you might be. So it is long, like, you know, it's draining. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I find that with a lot of energy healing techniques in general is like, you have no, you don't want to do anything for the rest of the day. You need to be really hydrated. And I, I find that it's because you're, you're just like ascending to these levels and stripping away things that aren't serving you. So your body's like trying to readjust. So it makes sense that the physical body needs needs to rest to catch up with everything that happened in the subconscious and yeah on a soul level basically Mm -hmm. Um, so uh are there any stories you can share from from your sessions or from your own personal experience with quantum hypnosis healing yeah so i myself have had three sessions uh of quantum healing hypnosis um and every session is like wildly different right because it really is based on whatever questions that you've, you've wrote down. And I think the first time I had a session, it was like the beginning of, um, you know, my ascension and like just waking up and I was just asking very like earth questions, like, does this person like me, <laughs> you know, and you know, what is my purpose in life, right? This, these questions that you're just you're very lost as a as a soul and you just, you know, I didn't know what to ask. So my very first session, I had just a normal session where I went into a life where I was in um, like Western time and I was this blonde girl who got married to this, this man who didn't, didn't love her at all. And she just got married to him because that's what you were supposed to do. And the man like hated her and and she's just like, oh, why did I get married to this guy? Like, he hates me, right? And um, I guess he wanted to have children. And for whatever reason in that life, I decided I didn't want to have children with this person because I hated them. It turns out that this person, it is ended up to be my twin flame or my whatever catalyst person in this lifetime. So that was, that, that came out in my first session. So I thought it was really, really interesting because um, in these quantum healing sessions, it's always about relationships, right? And 
So that was really interesting. And then I ended up in this other, um, I don't even know, realm, I guess. Um, I don't know if you know what the Council of 12 is, but oh, they're a group of star seats. And I ended up, in, I ended up in this council where it's like a stopping station of before you come to earth, how you plan your life. So there's like a boardroom and I could see like there was a screen and I could see like my body and like when I was like 30 and like we're doing something, but I didn't know like someone would always stand in front of the screen in certain parts. So I'm like, what's that? And I remember in the music session, like in my hypnosis, I was trying to like move around to see, but they would only let me see certain parts. So I thought well, that was really, really interesting because I wanted to stand up and I couldn't see the screen. So it was, it's, it was like, I'm like, man, it's like, it's like they're hiding certain parts from me, right? Because I'm not ready to see that, right? And that was my very first quantum healing session. Wow, that is super cool. I, yeah, I've, I've heard of people meeting with that council and going into the inner life and, and all of that, the lives between lives and, and planning and all that. But I have heard that, that things aren't always meant to be revealed to you. And another thing I heard from Dolores Cannon when I was watching her videos is, uh, you know, it's all revealed to you in the perfect timing because we couldn't handle all the information. Like our minds would probably explode for real if we couldn't, if we were unloaded everything, you know. And, or you just wouldn't believe it, right? Or you just sure. be like, yeah, right. Like, and um, when I had this experience, it's almost like it unlocked something in my brain. And I was like, oh yeah, like I know that. Like I, and I'm like, I know all this stuff. And I didn't even know what a star seed was, I don't think. I think I had just learned what the word was. And then all of a sudden it just like unlocked all of these things. Like I was able to then see people's auras and energies. It was like within like a week or two of it. And I was like, well, why, why is it be blurry? <laughs> blurry and then I'm like oh they're not blurry I'm like literally seeing their auras and stuff wow. and it freaked me out at first like it really did freak me out because it unlocked like this light worker part of me that I just didn't you know, I was always supposed to you know unlock at that probably time but it just happened so quickly but I thought it was so cool because I've always like I went to back to my mom's house I was looking at my library of books and it was like the chakra bible do angels exist? How to read poems? And I'm like, look, these are my books from when I was like a little kid. Wow. Like that's what I was reading. And then so I'm like, look at these books that I was reading as like a grade four, grade three year old kid. And I'm like, obviously, I when I was that young, I maybe even had that ability. I just, you know, and then I was just like searching and searching. But after I had this quantum, the first quantum healing session. I was like, there's so much power in this that like it, I have to do this myself, but I didn't, I don't think I did, decided to, to become a, I don't know. I think I did after my first session, I decided to do like, look into doing this myself because it was such a powerful, um, it was so powerful that I was just like, wow, this is amazing because I started my business off with just teaching people how to do meditation. And like, I was like, oh, like, that's all I know how to do. <laughs> like, you know? And then I started to do like intuitive, like Oracle readings for people. And I'm like, oh, that's all I know how to do. And like, I mean, I was almost living, I was limiting myself because I'm like, oh, in this body, that's all I know. And then once this quantum, like I did this quantum healing session, 
it just everything just was like what do you if not this is all you can do you can do almost anything you want you just haven't unlocked that part of you yet right that's really amazing and I think that speaks to life in general is sometimes I think our human mind our ego self thinks we're, we're on this trajectory of oh I'm just gonna stick with maybe teaching meditation or or reading oracle cards or whatever and not that there's anything wrong with that yeah but then it's like you get exposed or you get inklings from the universe of like oh here's something else here's something else and I constantly feel like that like they're throwing things at me like here's yeah. another tool for your toolbox basically oh, yeah important because like you you meet a variety of people with different backgrounds and I think it's important to have all these skills to to develop and to cultivate in a healing practice or session yeah especially now like I mean we all need healing right yes. and we just don't know what type of healing mm -hmm. like I mean, even for me, like as healers, we, we also need healing. We got to make sure that we are as healed as possible. Like I spend a lot of time sleeping <laughs> because yes. my body gets so drained. Yeah. Right? And at first I was like blaming the winter and then I'm like blaming the fact that there's not enough sun. Right? And I'm like, no, like as a healer, we just get so exhausted. Right. Cause yeah. it's just like taking on that energy. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but so I find I'm just very sensitive to just like when, once I leave my apartment and it's so locked down energetically, I'm like, whoa, I get like a whoosh of like walking down the street, like who was just walking here and, and, and <laughs> putting protective boundaries up has helped me, but I still like will feel it uh, very much. And I'm like, wow. And, and, and yeah, it's, it definitely speaks to so when you're doing this work, how like sensitive you become and it's totally normal if, if you're on this path or whoever's listening is on this path, totally normal. I used to be hard on myself about that. Like, oh, I wish I was just normal and like didn't have to like take breaks in the bathroom at work because I was getting overwhelmed with the energy and heal. But, but no, it's totally, it's totally valid that, that we do stuff like that, that we sleep more, that we or take breaks when we need to because our energy is so we're just funneling so much and it's so important that we're here and that we manage our energy. So yeah. I used to love going out. Like I used to love just going out socializing yep. and I went out uh, recently and it, the music was so loud, like so loud that I was like, I couldn't hear anybody. And yeah. I was like, what? Like wh what? Like, and then I'm like looking at everybody else and they can all hear each other. And I'm like, what is that? like, how come I can't hear you guys? Like, I was just like, this is, I don't like this. Like, this is not fun to me. I, like, for, I've, I've become one of those people. I'm so content staying at home. Yeah. That, like, forget all the COVID restrictions and stuff. Like, now I'm like, if you asked me to go somewhere, I would be like, why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah. <laughs> but as you know, as light workers, star seeds, whatever you want to call us, we are supposed to be out, <laughs> out, and you know, you know, our presence is what you know also heals people. So it's one of those like double-edged swords. Like you, you know, you have to like go out and then just come home quickly. Like <laughs> you know, you know. 
yeah, that it, light and then come back. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like like setting boundaries. Like I'm only if you're in a workspace, office space, I'm only gonna work my set eight hours and then I'm going home. Like I'm not working late. Or or if you're gonna be a friend for coffee, you can be like, hey, I can only meet you for an hour or maybe two. Well, that's it. Then once your your battery is drained, you exuded all the light you could. It's like go home, go rest. You know, it's all valid. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the, um, there's tons of stories and I'm like, which one should I give you? And these are ones from my own past experiences. Yeah, um, I actually went into a life where I was a crystal. Whoa. And it was, I remember like when I was even in the life, I was like, how do I describe this? Cause I was in a cave and there's just a bunch of crystals, but my soul itself was jumping from one crystal to another. So it's not like I was one crystal. I was like an energy that used to jump from one crystal to another. Oh. And when I had the experience, I didn't know crystals were real. Like, like I didn't know that there was a spirit inside crystals. Yeah. yeah. Right. But then now I think about it, there's, there could be spirits everywhere. We just don't see them. Right. So like there, they, you don't have to physically see something for it to be an, an something that exists. If that makes sense. That just kind of blows your mind because you're like, what? What is this person talking about? Yeah. But it's true, right? Like we, we have all these things around us and there can be a life force in them that, you know, is just living. Yeah. Right. Which is very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, that that's funny you bring that up because I just did a huge crystal shop and my my space is decked out now. And it was like. I walked in, I, I was away for a week and then I came back and I was like, oh my God, like my third eye was like on fire. It was like, whoa, there's so much energy right now because, because crystals really do like, they have like a soul, they have energy in them yeah. and they're, yeah. and they're admitting that. And, and yeah. And I think, and I was also going to touch on too, with what you said is like culturally, uh, especially in Western society, we tend to be like, I need to see it to believe it. I'm not going to see it unless I believe it. And you know, that's, that helps only to a certain extent thinking that way. It's very kind of black and white way of thinking. But the problem with that though, is like, then we limit ourselves to all these other things that are out there and, and that are, that we can't see <laughs> and, and, yeah, and experience it. And yeah, but, but I really, really got to touch on that because I think, yeah, in Western society, we're so close towards it. Ha I have to see it. I have to hear yeah. it it but yeah yeah I mean that's just how we are like if it's you know if it's not living and what's living is an animal a person a plant a plant is living right yeah. but it's not walk it's not walking around anymore right <laughs> so but it's just it's, yeah, yeah. you know it's just interesting because it just you see the world very differently yeah. um and there you know there's tons and tons of stories and I can probably talk forever about it but you know, these, there's so much to the world that we think we know, but it's completely different when you start speaking to people uh, in these past life things, because then you start realizing what we have been taught is not really essentially what actually has happened, yeah. right? Like there are, you know, like, you know, people are like, oh, there used to be this place called Atlantis and it was fake and it's not real. And but I've had people, even myself, who have, like, we were in Atlantis, we were in a Lemuria, like these, 
this time that we're going through, we have some very powerful people that have now reincarnated back onto onto Earth. And as you see what's going on, I, you know, you can just feel that, you know, there's a reason for us to be here, right? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a coincidence. No, right? no, no. And that reminds me too of another thing Dolores Cannon said was how she's, she sees herself as like a, a researcher, like gathering information from the past lost knowledge that, that hasn't come through in our histories or our studies, or has been, you know, only told by, by legends and passed down through that way. Like she's, she's helped retrieve a lot of information. It sounds like you're doing exactly the same thing is like, you're going back with these souls to like places that we haven't accessed or, or have thrown away as being, you know, fake or made up um, like Atlantis and Lemuria. So yeah, I think it's super important that we, these memories, we need to bring them back because they help us go towards the future. They help, help us build a new future. I know there's a lot of things I can go on about this too. There's a lot of things happening in it now that happened in the Atlantis. So we need to maybe look towards doing something a little different so we don't end up like Atlantis type thing. All right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, and it's very interesting. I, I haven't, uh, I didn't mention my last few sessions in the last couple of months, people are not going to past lives. They're going to future lives. So, and this has just recently happened in the last two months. And I started to think because um, it's harder for somebody to go to a future life because they do not explain the things they're seeing, right? Because yeah. there's no words sometimes. So then I tell them, like, explain to me how, you, how it feels, the colors and, and so on, right? So I started to think, I'm like, why are they going into future lives? Well, why would somebody go into a future life only to take that information to see if we can somehow avoid whatever might be happening in the future, right? Yeah. So it's very, yeah. very interesting, right? Because people are not really going into the, and I'm not saying they're not, it just, it seems like most, most people will touch on a future life just to, you know, let us know, yo, like this could be the future, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's really powerful. Yeah, I've heard of people talking about, you know, like big massive earthquakes and all these things happening. And it's just to say like, bring that information back and say, hey, we need to change what we're doing to the earth because it's very angry with us and it's not going to end. Yeah. So that's just one example, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of other things come through in those sessions. And that's, that's really cool. It's really cool that that's happening lately too. Yeah. yeah and just like, I think Dolores Cannon had mentioned, um, there's three waves of volunteers. And have you heard this? And yeah. the first wave started in 1945. I think the second wave started in like the 70s. Uh, and then the third wave is like sometime in the 90s or whatever. So in my own family, my father was a first wave star seed. He came in 1945. Okay. And the first wave had a very difficult time because they were like the first kind of wave of higher dimensional beings, like trying to be in this world that didn't make sense. But, you know, they're trying to like raise the vibration uh, of people. And then me and my brother are second waves in my family. And then my nephew is a third wave. So we, we all kind of incarnated wow. like in the same family. And we're very all aware that we're all star seeds. Wow. Um, so were we, were we before the quantum healing hypnosis? I think we were starting to wake up to it. My nephew always knew he was a star seed. Wow. So, and he was born in like the nineties, late nineties. But for like my, I don't even know if my dad knew or because he never ever said anything, 
but like it, you know, me and my brother kind of woke up to it, like in back in 2018, 19 kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We were star seeds. Can you maybe briefly touch on what each wave is? Like what, what that means? I'm sure listeners would be curious about what defines each, the first, second and third wave. I don't actually really even know. Like there's, um, let me see, let me see if I can quickly just, I like, I don't, I don't want to say anything incorrect and like to steer anybody for it. I just know that there are certain time, time, right, timelines that we all incarnated and incarnated. And really the main purpose of us as star seeds is so that we can wake people up to the fact that you are not just here to work and die. Like essentially we have been working and dying for hundreds of years yeah. and that is not what we're here for. And yeah. you can feel it. You feel it in like people's videos. You can just see it and how people are just like, I'm not here to just work and die. Like think about it. People are like, yeah, I get two weeks off a year. Oh and then, you know, like, you know, it takes me two days to get to where I want to go on a plane. Like it's just, I'm just like, so you have like four days off. And then you go back to work and then you get like another week off. And then that's like, it's just, to me, it's just crazy. Like, like when I'm, I'm like, and people think like, people think this is normal. I mean, it just has been normal, right? This has been the normal, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe the new normal will be, we don't work. We all live together. We go back to like that bartering system. Like I real, I'm really all for that. Yeah. You know? yeah. I absolutely am in agreement with you on that. I'm, I'm sort of like, I'm pissed off at capitalism, let's just say right now. And I'm like, it's really only benefited a few. I won't get too political. It's only benefited a few, but yeah, <laughs> I won't go too. Like, I'm just like, you know, if I had the money to go buy all this land, I yep. would totally just make like a little community you know, yeah. get like people who can do certain things that I can't do, you know, and we all work together as a community, you know, like what are the rules? Can we even do that? Are we allowed? Are we going to get shut down? Like yeah. that, um, who was it? Osho. Did you ever watch the, the document, document, documentary um, on Netflix, The Wild Country, whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah, I did watch that. <laughs> Like good. so essentially that's what he was doing. He was building yeah. these communities and then they just like broke it all down. They're like, you're crazy. Yeah. And I'm just like, but this what he was doing was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they just broke it all down and like who knows when he just died, right? So I'm just like, and it was like, I think it was he died in like 80s or 90s. And yeah, I think so. My father used to always listen to him. Like I oh. remember, like, yeah. So I was just like. I was just like, and, and I didn't like clue in into, until recently that he's like listened to little cassette tapes on his little Walkman. <laughs> oh, I was, like, I was like, interesting. Yeah. But, it's you know, you're, you're in a family of star seeds because I don't feel that way at all about my family. Well, and I just was going to mention too, because you brought up how people are so unhappy or like are just working and dying. And that's, I, I see that with my own family. Like, my dad just retired and then got diagnosed with a terminal illness. So like all the trips he was planning in retirement can't even do now because all he did was work his whole life and it just took everything out of him. It was awful. So, so yeah. So to speak to that too, I just 
was going to bring up like there's the great resignation happening. So I really think it speaks to everyone is fed up. No one wants to be a cog in a wheel anymore. We're all souls. We're all like light beings and we're acting like, oh, working at an office job is so that's all I have to do. Like, no, I mean, we are meant for so much more. And and I think some of us feel more called to that than others, but still there's- you said, Yeah, like the other kind of thing, and I don't want to get it too much into like the system. We all know, but like, you know, like you always got to wonder like, how come houses are $900,000? Yeah. They're, ma- yeah. They're, making them, they're making them so high yes. so that you have to work for the rest of your life to pay for it. Yes. Like, like, you know, and I, I get it people like buy a house and it's an investment. I'm like, is it an investment or is it going to kill me? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, like, good point. <laughs> good point. That's when I, I have a friend whose favorite pastime is like looking at houses they can't afford and making themselves so miserable over it. And I'm like, why do you even do that? It's just going to make you angry. Just don't look. For sure. So anyways, let's, let's get back to quantum healing hypnosis. Um, so uh, I was going to ask, like, is there anything else you want to touch on that we maybe didn't cover? Uh, you know, is there anything about the technique itself or um, just anything that you want to cover that maybe we didn't? Yeah, essentially, like when you're when you're in a session, um, there's nothing that I'm doing to you that you don't already do when you go to sleep. So I'm leave, there's something called a theta level brainwave state. So when you fall asleep and you start seeing pictures and images, that's called theta. And that's when you're having your dream and you're seeing yourself and whatever's happening in your dream. And I'm keeping you at that level so that we can go on this choose your own adventure type of thing. Because I always say it is your own adventure. Like it is not me going to do something. And, you know, you're landing in a scene and I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? Right? So it's, it's cool because it's like your own video game and someone's there, you know, walking you through it and we're recording it, right? And it's it's meant to help you with whatever you want. Literally, you can ask the weirdest question and it will get answered. Wow. You have re- reoccurring dreams. You, you keep seeing the same person in your life. You're wondering why this person won't go away. You know, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, really cool. And where's a good place to reach you, Darts? I mean, I'll, I'll add all this to the show notes so people have it, but, you know, just if they're just listening while they're driving, where's a good place that they can find you? Yeah, so my Instagram is just Darts, D-A-R-T-Z. Uh, and then my website is www.justdarts.com. So same name. So yeah, the, that's the best way to reach me. You can DM me or reach me on my website and we can kind of talk about whatever you want, you know, when it comes to that. Um, I think you had a question, you wanted me to answer a message for the collective. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to get into that. Yeah. I like to finish off strong with, yeah. What's your message (laughs) for the collective? The one reoccurring theme with all of our quantum healing sessions is if you keep thinking about doing something like going to a certain destination or starting like a new project, like pottery or something to go do it, right? Because that is your higher self telling you that it might take you in a, in a different direction or you're about to meet someone or something like that. So follow those um, nudges, those in, you know, those 
yeah, there's nudges that you get from the universe because it's your higher self talking to you. And uh, a common question I always get is how do I talk to my higher self? It's just start. Like, <laughs> and the easiest way is to take a, you know, take a pen and take a book and just pretend like you're writing a letter to them, you know, and they will, you know, ask a question and you write down whatever you first hear. And that is how you can gain your ability of communicating with this higher self because they're waiting for you. They're, they're waiting for you to ask them questions because that's their job. <laughs> Literally, like we have jobs, that's their job is to make sure that you get to wherever you're supposed to be in this life. And also, if you feel like you haven't accomplished things in your life, it could be that you're just here to experience life. You, everybody thinks they have to go do something major and become the president of the United States or whatever the heck it is. You know, and it's sometimes you're just here to actually experience life as well, right? And to be in the now, right? Like in this moment when you're doing something, you know, we're always scrolling through stuff or doodling. Like I used to always doodle. Yeah, doodle it, like in meetings and stuff, and and then you go look at your notes and you have no idea what happened because right. you weren't present, right? Or I think yeah, social media plays a role in that. People seeing oh, all these people are influencers and they're traveling and getting all these lavish vacations. Well, man, what am I doing? I I have a family and kids. I can't do that. But it's like maybe that's what you're meant to do is like raise a beautiful family, raise kids that are going to be great and help in, influence the world in a great way and. And you're meant to be present there, you know, like, I'm really glad you touched on that. All those messages were so good. And I think so, so needed for the collective right now. So thank you, Darts, for that wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll sign off with the cheers. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Healers Happy Hour, Darts. Thank you so much.